This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And a happy holidays to you and yours. This is our last Black and Blue Report of the week and for Christmas. And a little road trip to Miami for those of us on the basketball side. So we'll try and cover all bases today. Football and basketball both, as the Pelicans and Saints are at work today. Game night for the Pelicans tonight against the Blazers. And uh, the beginning to a uh, short uh, but frantic week for the uh, Saints as they... uh, have a home game on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from the Smoothie King Center, where, again, tonight the Pelicans are home, this time around against the Portland Trailblazers. First home game back in some time. Uh, It was a five-game, nine-day road trip out west, and the Pelicans home for just a minute here before uh, heading back out tomorrow. They'll face Miami on uh, Friday, Christmas Day, and then back home again on uh, Saturday. So uh, we do have some home action uh, to talk about, and uh, we'll do so with David Wesley today. It is a Wesley Wednesday and so Dub is here to uh, talk about the road trip and these games upcoming. And then also on the basketball side, we're pleased to uh, bring Matt Weiner from NBA TV back to the show. Daniel Sallerson visited with Mr. Weiner yesterday, and we share that visit with you today. And then, of course, as I mentioned, we have all the bases covered football-wise. We heard from Sean Payton this morning, and the head coach of the Saints uh, visited with the media via conference call discussing everything from Drew Brees' status uh, to – yeah, excuse me, the Monday night game, and, uh, of course, the Jaguars upcoming. And uh, as you'll hear from Coach, uh, they are on the little sleep and trying to condense the schedule. And after having a long week last week, you know, this is uh, much shortened. Ed Werder from ESPN reporting yesterday that uh, Drew Brees' foot injury is a torn plantar fascia. Uh, no word from the Saints officially about that. But Coach Payton does uh, address the issue, or at least uh, talk about what he knows here uh, via the conference call that we would like to share with you now. Sean, what's the uh, situation with Drew Brees and, and his foot? Well, we're uh, kind of taking it day by day. I know he's he's had it looked at. He's had an MRI. Uh, I think each day we'll, we'll gather more information, have a better uh, idea where he's going to be as it pertains to playing in this game or not. Sean, is today like a Tuesday for you guys? What's your schedule? Today's like a Tuesday with three hours sleep. Yesterday, uh, you got to get a lot in here before tomorrow and Friday, obviously. Uh, it's the holidays, and you want to get these guys a chance to get home. So you know, typically we try to get the whole plan in by uh, this evening. Hey, Sean, is the, I guess, issue of playing Drew um, with his foot an issue of pain, or is it um, is it kind of like the Jimmy Graham situation where there's no, um, I guess, risk of injuring it further? It's just whether he can play through it? Uh, I don't know if that's the case. Um, I'm, I've not met with the trainers yet this morning. It's a good question. I don't know if that uh, pertains to his specific injury. Um, I know after yesterday's MRI, and I know there's uh, another doctor who will take a look at this, uh, they'll be able to answer some of those questions. Hey, Sean, 
this is Mike Triplett. Obviously, it's a, a popular theory to just suggest why risk anything when you guys are out of the playoffs. What's your thinking with, uh, with uh, I guess, any player with an injury, but Drew in particular, if it's not worth the risk, if it could affect his mobility and, and risk further injury? My thinking is typically if a player is playing, um, we've cleared him medically and – He's not risking further injury, and if a player uh, has a risk to further injuring himself, we don't play them. That would be in the regular season. That would be in the postseason. That would be with two weeks left to go uh, in the season where we're at now. Sean, what are some of the things that play portals as well? Well, he's got a big arm. He's getting the ball down the field well to these receivers. Um, he's got two real good receivers. Uh, the other thing is he's a guy that moves athletically and scrambles for his size uh, very well, and he does so with his eyes downfield, a lot like Roethlisberger. You know, when Ben moves out of the pocket, he buys time. You know, there, there are a handful of times where you say, you know, he's going to run the ball, and he doesn't. But he's but he's looking downfield for a, a bigger throw, and I think uh, he does that. Blake does that uh, very well. And then I guess kind of the, the same thing with uh, the receiver, Hearn. Well, both of them, both of them block exceptionally well. They're both great at the line of scrimmage. They both can high point balls, and they're very confident. Um, they're real impressive on tape. I'd say together, the two of them, I mean, the energy they play with, uh, if you're able to get the ball in their vicinity down the field, there's a good chance they're coming up with it. Sean, what were your takeaways when you looked at the, uh, the defensive game film from Monday? Well, it wasn't very good. Obviously, uh, third downs were an issue, big plays. Um, we had some missed assignments. Uh, you know, we have a takeaway fit in there, but it was the concern I had going in with that becoming a space game, and that's how Detroit wants to play with the opened-up formations. Um, but there were too many times where we give up a big run for a touchdown because we're not playing the right gap, or the running back's free, releasing into the pattern, and he's supposed to be getting hit by the end or uh, you know there's a pressure that has a chance to get home and yet you know we're not timing it up just right and I thought um, from a coverage standpoint uh, I thought we did a good job of, of staying on top of Calvin for the most part of the game Tate made plays obviously that hurt us and the quarterback completed almost every pass except three or four so there wasn't a lot great looking at it. All right, so as Coach Payton says there at the very end, not real pleased with the defensive effort on Monday night. It's got to be better this weekend. The uh, Saints and Jaguars will meet at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this Sunday. Don't forget all kinds of coverage throughout the rest of the week and then, of course, on game day at NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll uh, begin our conversation about the Pelican side of things with David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans right after this. 
Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday, December 26th at 6 p.m. when the division rival Houston Rockets come to town. The first 12,000 fans receive a free Pelicans t-shirt courtesy of Morris Bark. Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 4.30 with live music by Five Finger Discount, inflatable games for the kids, and a whole bunch more. See an all-star battle with Anthony Davis taking on James Harden and Dwight Howard. Tickets are limited. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. New Orleans, get ready for WWE Monday Night Raw. Televised live worldwide from Smoothie King Center. Monday night, January 11th, featuring the return of Brock Lesnar. Plus, you'll see John Cena, Roman Reigns, Demon Kane, The Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, The Divas, and many more in action. Don't wait. Great seats are available now at the box office and Ticketmaster. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Still to come, Matt Weiner from NBA TV. But first up, David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday, a holiday edition. David, good morning to you. Good morning. Pelicans win. Pelicans win. Pelicans win. Boy, that made the road trip ride home a little easier the other night, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It's much more fun riding on a plane with happy people than with gloom and doom. So, uh, good win, and I and I and I'm saying Pelicans win tonight as well. I'm hoping you're right. Back home finally. It seems like we haven't been home hardly at all, and that is the case. Uh, but home tonight before a quick little run to Miami for Christmas Day, and then. Back home again this weekend. There's a lot going on with this basketball team. Anthony Davis played sick the other night and helped his team to a win. Uh, he walked by me uh, getting on the bus to leave the Pepsi Center with a with a bag. I mean, literally a bag full of water bottles. And he said, here's dinner tonight. <laughs> and that's all he was going to put in his body after that win. Um, and then I talked to Ryan Anderson, too, David, after the game and, and the impact of of Anthony stepping up and saying, I know that I'm, you know, pitching my cookies all over the place, but I'm going to play and let's try and get something out of this trip. Uh, it had an impact on his teammates. So I thought there was two uh, two benefits to the uh, to the ball game at, at Denver. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was really huge. Uh, from my understanding, he ordered dinner the night before and didn't eat it, um, was struggling with it all day. Um, goes out and has probably one of his best first quarters all year, just out there dominating, and gets sick. You don't think he's coming back. He's in the locker room getting an IV, um, and you really didn't expect him to come back, and for him to come back and give his team whatever he had left, which turned out to be pretty solid. I think he uh, ended up having, what, eight points in the fourth quarter and four block shots, so um, huge return, uh, big time uh, for this team, uh, psyche, and 
to get a win. And, and again, they need to put some games together. And uh, two and three on that road trip, not great, but good. And uh, something positive came out of it that um, maybe some toughness. Hey, if you can play, come out and play. I think that's important. The two wins were tough wins at Utah, at Denver. Uh, two of the three losses were tight, man, tight, at Portland and at Chicago to start the trip. The Phoenix game is the one, though, that keeps me from coming to any sort of conclusion about this team following the nine days away. Just because not only was it a bad loss, but just watching the team and their body language and the things that were said after the game. So help me, help me summarize the trip if possible, because I'm really struggling with it, D. Well, I, I think I, I think the, the the Phoenix win or Phoenix loss, excuse me, was, and I heard a lot of embarrassment. I'm embarrassed. That, that was embarrassing, um, and it was the the effort, the the body language was just awful. And with a team struggling, you just you, you just don't expect that. Uh, again, you can't throw the whole trip away because of just the Phoenix game. Uh, yes, it's disappointing to lose another game, but uh, they, like you said, Utah played hard, played you know fair, you know pretty good. Um, Chicago, uh, same thing, played hard, played pretty good, uh, just came up short. Um, but they did get two wins out of the road trip. It was a long road trip. It was. It was almost as long as it could possibly be for a five-game road trip because after Chicago, they played every other day. But also, as a as a former player, I always thought that was the best schedule ever. A day in between every game was 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 perfect. I, no back-to-back, no two days in between. So you would think they would have come out with that energy in Phoenix. They didn't. Hopefully, you can throw that away as as one of those games where. We, we just didn't show up, and, but again, they're 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 close, and all they need to do is go on a run, put some consistent games together where they do all the things that that are necessary. Um, Tyreek Evans, North Cole have been back. Uh, I guess it's probably about ten games now, so they should be you know starting to hit their stride. It does seem like Cole has been playing better uh, of late they have a nice bench thing going on with with Cole Andron and uh Drew Holiday Holiday finding his rhythm in his role uh you still have him coming off the bench defensively so the pieces are starting to be there now it's starting to it's time to to start winning games David you kind of you've come back to this theme now a couple of times about stringing together some wins so let's talk about this uh, starting tonight against Portland, a Christmas Day game at Miami, uh, a home game against Houston, and then Orlando. If you just take this next stretch of games here, um, what kind of a forecast can you put down for this team? And is this is this a chance to string some stuff together holistically? Uh, I I think so. Um, you know, I think two and two would be acceptable in these next games, uh, but three and one would be would be awesome. Three and one is what they need. A, a two and two would be okay. Three and one is what they need. Uh, Portland comes in. There are two starting guards. There are two guards that are scoring over 44 points. 
probably won't play. You got to win this game. There, there's no question. You can't go out there and let an Allen Crab or or Frazier all of a sudden go off and and have some monster game and carry this game um, because that's pretty much you know all they have. Um, but win tonight, tough game in Miami. Um, guys are playing for them. Houston has been up and down all year. Uh, you're at home. Got to win. Got to win at home. And then you have Orlando. Orlando, the last time they were here, outworked you. They weren't better. They just outworked you. So go meet their intensity. Go meet their passion. And go win that game. So three and one is 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 what needs to happen. Four and zero would be fabulous. David Wesley here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, David, there's been this uh, conversation about best shooting guard in the NBA right now. Let me ask you this. Uh, you're a former player. If I could uh, have wonderful powers here and say, David, you're going back to the playing side tomorrow. Now, you can come back as one of two guys. You can come back as James Harden, or you can come back as Clay Thompson, and that's everything. On the floor, off the floor, the whole nine yards. Who do you want to come back as? Well, um, I love to shoot, and I love uh, the style of coming off screens, pin down, catch and shoot. Uh, I wasn't much of a slasher, banger finisher at the rim. My style would best suit Clay Thompson. James Harden is a better overall player. He's going to get you assists. Uh, he's going to get you rebounds. He, 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 he's going to score the basketball. He can shoot it good enough where you have to, to honor his, his, his long ball. But his ability to get to the basket, bang in the people, finish at the rim, uh, I envy. I could never play that style. So I'd have to go with Clay Thompson. Even though James Harden has a $200, $200 million deal with Adidas, you don't want that? Well, certainly I'd, I'd want <laughs> – I think either one of their contracts would do me just fine. They're both bigger <laughs> than mine. So. Uh, the $200 million, I mean, uh, that, that's, that's – you know, when I, when I signed my, my seven-year deal uh, back in 97, that was unfathomable. Did I say they were unfathomable? It was unreal. Yeah. You're good, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, to even think 200 million is is not even in my, you know, it's just I can't even imagine. So, yes, that would be great. But uh, if we're talking styles and come back as a guy that 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 suits me, um, yes, I would like to be seven inches taller. That would be wonderful. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the Pelicans will be participating in a wonderful holiday tradition in the NBA, and that's playing on Christmas Day. At Miami. Um, so the guys are excited about that, and uh, we'll be kicking off that day-long NBA fest uh, with our game. Uh, what about you for the holidays, David? Is there a holiday tradition that you and the rest of the Wesleys will be partaking in over the next couple of days that you are certainly looking forward to? Um, I, I think the, the one uh, thing that I'm looking forward to is just being here. Um, it, is, it is, you know, some... some some families find a way to to uh, have traditions without being here, and then when you're here, you're a part of those traditions. We haven't really developed traditions like that because um, 
you know, wife being at home by herself, uh, you know, doing everything. Some of those things come and go, so we don't we don't have those. But for me, just being home uh, because us on Fox Sports New Orleans aren't doing the game because it is an ESPN game. Just being at home, being around, um, laying around, doing nothing, uh, sitting around watching NBA basketball all day is. I think that's that's more of what I'm looking forward to than than some tradition that that we've had for years. That, that sounds. Hey, believe me, that sounds fair enough. Uh, absolutely. All right, my friend. Um, Merry Christmas to you and yours. And uh, I will see you tonight. By the way, it's not like I'm you know signing off here for you. Yeah, I was gonna say I will see you tonight, and we can we can hug it out and 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 get our hooks in. Uh, wait, speaking of hooks. Yes, sir. We need to step it up. We're slacking these days. Yeah, and I will not accept that. That is that is unacceptable. Well, holiday hooks tonight will make it all better. That's that's what I expect. Holiday hooks, three go down. John and John, Sean John, and me on a Wesley Wednesday. Let's do it. For those who don't know, uh, our pregame tradition now here over the last couple of seasons is um, after the players clear the floor, we we throw up hook shots from behind the timeline. It's about thirty thirty one feet. And uh, as David has mentioned, it has not gone as well as we planned the last week or two. So yeah, our road trip was 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 uh, not good. No. So if we're asking the Pelicans to set their game up, we need to step ours up. We shall do that tonight, my friend, and uh, and then we'll tip the ball off at seven o'clock. And I'll see you there, David. Night. See you tonight. You got it, David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday. Good stuff there. Matt Weiner from NBA TV's with Daniel Salerson right after this. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at entergytext.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk some more basketball on this Wednesday. Joining me now to get a national perspective on all things NBA is NBA TV host Matt Weiner. He's also a part of a new show called Beyond the Paint. Matt, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, no problem. Good to talk to you. 
You too, Matt. I want to first ask you about Beyond the Paint. Uh, what does the show focus on, and uh, when can fans watch it? Well, the, the tagline that I've sort of invented on my own is it's stories of basketball and the people who live the game. Okay. Um, the idea was basically to fill what I, I felt like it was a little bit of a void on NBA TV in terms of storytelling and more in-depth sort of storytelling, and that's what we've tried to do so far. Um, as for when you can watch it, it uh, this latest episode debuted last night, mm -hmm. and you'll have to check your uh, listings, as they say, because it does air throughout the month. Yep, absolutely. Uh, last night's episode you can watch today at 2 p.m. Central Time on NBA there TV. There you go. Matt, um, is there a certain guest? You're way ahead of me. I know. I, I had to look it up. I wanted to make sure that people can watch the show. Um, it really intrigues me. I think it's a great idea. Matt, is there a certain guest so far or a topic that you've covered that's been your favorite? Well, we're only two episodes in. Um, you know, I, the first episode, I did a profile with Joey Crawford, mm -hmm. and I, I I thought that was pretty interesting just to see sort of a human side of, of Joey because you think of him as sort of this maniacal, uh, iron-fisted referee, take-no-guff kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And it right. turns out he's a real human being. Uh, I met a couple of his grandkids. His, his wife cried during the piece because this is his last year more than likely on the floor. Mm -hmm. And she started thinking about the future without refereeing for Joey and, and what it's meant to him all these years. And to me, that's that's sort of the, what we're going for on this show is to look at things from a different perspective, not just X's and O's, and it's not just going to be NBA stars uh, sitting down after practice. Um, you know, there, there are lots of places for those interviews, and we show those on NBA TV all the time, but we wanted to get a little more in-depth and see sides of folks that you, you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, looking forward to uh, catching this newest episode here. You can catch it again on NBA TV Monthly. Matt, we're about two months into the basketball season. What are some things that have intrigued you so far through a couple months of play? Well, obviously the Warriors. I mean, any conversation about what's going on in the NBA begins with Golden State. Just phenomenal to have a short summer the way they did to deal with the, the temporary loss of their head coach, Steve Kerr, who was so good, obviously, last year. And to not only not miss a beat, but apparently improve yeah. is unprecedented and sort of hard to wrap your brain around. They've just been so incredibly good. Steph Curry, um, you know, had he come back and had a slow start, it would have been completely understandable uh, to the summer he had, the, all the endorsements, all the stuff, all the time that requires. He has a new baby at home, mm -hmm. and he's apparently better, which is, yeah. you know, a, kind of a frightening thing for the rest of the league and, and hard to understand, but it speaks to his worth ethic. It speaks to how seriously he takes the game. Uh, he's improved so much in his time during the league, and to improve after a championship season, even just a little bit, is a phenomenal thing. And they're just steamrolling everybody right now. They're, they're the closest thing I can think of to what the Warriors are these days, uh, and they're better, clearly, but... Remember when the Phoenix Suns brought in Mike D'Antoni mm -hmm. and employed Steve Nash and started running down people's throats? Yes. It, there's a similarity there in that, particularly when the Warriors play an Eastern Conference team, they're in the middle of a regular week. Maybe they played the night before. Maybe they played two nights before. They've got three or four games. And suddenly this team with this kind of pace and this kind of efficiency hits them, and they're down by 20 before they realize what's happened. Yeah. Uh, that happened with the Suns, particularly if you look back at those Suns teams, they were unbelievably good against Eastern Conference teams because they just didn't see them very much. Uh, and there's a similarity here. The difference is that the Warriors are great against everybody right now. And, you know, can they continue this sort of dominance? Can they continue 
even with the losses of, of guys like Harrison Barnes, who's a significant player for them, Bogut was out a while. It, it's it's just a remarkable thing. Yeah, no doubt that's a great comparison with those Phoenix Suns teams. Um, and not too far behind them is the San Antonio Spurs, which, of course, every year no one seems to talk about them, which I'm sure Greg Popovich doesn't mind, but I guess no one should be surprised how well they're playing, right? Well, the most amazing thing to me is not that they're good, because they're always good. Right. It's how they've tweaked the system to accommodate LaMarcus Aldridge and remained good. Mm-hmm. And Pop keeps talking about how the offense isn't going to be good until March, um, and there's some truth to that. They've, they've done it with defense primarily. But if you watch the Spurs, they play differently offensively, and once again, Pop has managed to zag where the league is zigging. He's actually taking fewer three-pointers this year. They're taking more mid-range shots to accommodate LaMarcus. Uh, and Aldridge, who probably knew the deal when he came in, uh, is taking fewer shots. His numbers are going to be down. His usage rate is down. Uh, but it's all for the for the greater good, uh, which is what the Spurs have been about. And to to adjust on the fly with a superstar player coming in, you know, it sounds great on paper. You sign the the premier free agent in the off season, but it's not always easy to to bring him in and and to have him fit right away. And for them to do what they're doing at 24 and five again is is pretty amazing. But we should expect that from the Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. All last year, Matt, we talked about how good the West was and how weak the East was this year. The West still might be more top-heavy with the Spurs yeah. and Golden State and the Thunder, but are you surprised how many teams are over 500 in the East, and will it stay like this, you think, throughout the entire season? Yeah, I guess a, a little surprised, but I, you kind of saw this coming last year with teams improving. I mean, Orlando's been building toward this for the last couple of seasons with drafts, um, and I, I had the feeling that with Scott Skiles coming in, they would be better defensively right away, and that's been the case. Um, you know, the question for them and so many young teams is how do they close games, and they're learning that on the fly. But, uh, you know, they're obviously improved. I thought most or a good chunk of the East improved themselves last year, and we're seeing the fruits of some of that this year. Indiana, obviously, the return of Paul George, who's for the most part has been really good. Um, that explains that they're back in that, that top eight. Miami was out without Chris Bosh for such a long time last year. They're back in the mix now. Um, Chicago's actually not as good as I think a lot of folks maybe thought they might be. Mm-hmm. Detroit's been building toward this a little bit. Stan Van Gundy has a plan. So you sort of see this. I think the team that really catches my eye at the moment is the Charlotte Hornets. And it's uh, I think it's noteworthy that they have been able to completely change their style of play on the offensive end and managed to win games at the rate that they are while, you know, doing a complete 180 in terms of they're a three-point shooting team now. They play a little smaller at times. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Al Jefferson comes back. But um, they, they decided they needed to be much better offensively, change some personnel around, and suddenly they're a, they're a tough out uh, on any given night. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, actually, looking at the West standings has actually helped the Pelicans a little bit who are still within arm's reach of the eighth spot despite being – 8-19, and 19, since you watch so many NBA games on a nightly basis, Matt, what is your take on the Pelicans so far this season? Well, it's an, a, a couple of things, obviously, at play. The adjustment period with the new coach and Alvin Gentry, the injuries at the start of the season, and the fact that so many of those guys weren't either completely healthy or even available on a lot of days during training camp really set them back, obviously. But the biggest issue is the defense. They're just a bad defensive team, the worst in the league right now. And, you know, Three and thirteen on the road. Um, winning on the road is tough, obviously. 
the Thunder are just six and six on the road. The Cleveland Cavaliers are just six and six on the road right now. It's a tough place to win, but without without your defensive principles in place, without a commitment on that end of the floor, you've got no shot. And, and that's where the Pelicans are right now. Uh, offensively, you know, they're playing a little quicker. They're shooting the three a little more, but they're still not riding Anthony Davis, in my opinion, to the degree that they need to. He's 15th in the league in usage rate right now, which is not bad, and, and most of the players in front of them are, are really, really good, but he's he's right between DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine right now in terms of usage rate, and you're talking about one of the elite talents in the league. Um no offense to anybody else on that roster, but there is no big three with the Pelicans. There's a big one mm-hmm. right now. And it, it just doesn't make sense to me that you wouldn't go to him at, at every possible possession. And too often we see the Pelicans come down and, and go a couple minutes without him touching the ball. And it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment right there, Matt. Um, the Pelicans will be on Christmas Day. Uh, they'll be playing the Heat, which is right around the corner here, Matt. Are the Christmas Day games sort of becoming what Thanksgiving means to the NFL? How would you describe what Christmas Day means to the NBA? Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. Um, it has become a signature day. I think, you know, a lot of people who, who look at the NBA schedule and think that the 82 is too long really like that lockout season where it all began on Christmas Day and it, it, the whole thing sort of tipped off that day. Um, that, that's never going to happen, obviously, but... It, it is a signature day, and if you're a basketball fan, there's a little something for, for everybody there in terms of the teams picked and, and the stars out there. And uh, it, it makes sense, particularly in the East, uh, when for most families celebrating Christmas, they're done with the, the, the gift-giving portion of the day by noon mm-hmm. Eastern time when the game starts. They can kind of plan their day around them as, uh, as, as they can with Christmas dinner and, and whatever what other uh, whatever other festivities might be thrown yeah. in throughout the day. Absolutely. The Pelicans do play the Heat, as I mentioned. What do you like about this matchup? We, we, like you said, Miami has improved. Chris Bosh is back. You have Dwayne Wade playing well. Um, what do you like about this matchup between the Heat and the Pelicans? Well, again, it, for Miami, it's they've been really good defensively, and, and that's just it's a plan B that every good team has to have. Shots are not always going to fall. The offense is not always going to flow. Um, and, and they have done a really good job shutting people down. And Dwayne Wade, so far, has looked like he's turned back the clock a little bit. He's, he's not missing games. He's playing regular minutes, and he is their closer at the end of the games. And obviously having a healthy Chris Bosh back makes them a very different team. The Bosh-Davis matchup is intriguing. Um, the, the Pelicans need to play better defense to have a shot in this game because the Miami Heat will not let them run as much as they might like. The Heat play one of the slowest paces in the league. Um, they're going to have to do it on that end of the floor to uh, to compete with Miami. Absolutely. Uh, besides Pelicans Heat, before I let you go, uh, which I know should be the favorite game of the day. I'm just kidding. But which game are you <laughs> most, look, most looking forward to watching on Christmas Day? Well, I mean, you can't help but think the finals rematch between right. the Cavaliers and the, and the Golden State Warriors. I don't know what kind of minutes Kyrie Irving is going to play, but the fact that he's back now, and we get to see a little of what we were deprived of seeing in the finals with Kyrie against Steph Curry. That makes a huge difference. And remember last year when the Cavaliers were in Oakland, LeBron James did not play in that game. That was in that stretch in January where he missed a handful of games. So hopefully all hands on deck and we get to see some of the great stars and and roll it out there and see what happens. Should be a great day on uh, Christmas there. Pelicans Heat starts it off at 11 Central. That's Matt Weiner. NBA TV host. Make sure you check out Matt's new show, Beyond the Paint. 
which airs monthly on NBA TV. If you missed last night's episode, you can watch it today at 2 p.m. Central Time. Matt, thank you so much for coming on, and we hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, good to talk to you. And uh, my family and I are actually making the road trip over to New Orleans and really looking forward to it. Other than All-Star Weekend, I haven't really been there just to hang out in quite a while. Oh, great. Well, enjoy your time. Hopefully you can catch a game while you're here, and uh, maybe you'll see it. Yeah, good to talk to you. You too, Matt. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, as we mentioned, two home games this week for the Pelicans. Uh, goodies to be handed out at each of the two home games. Tonight, when the Pelicans take on the Pro Blazers, we'll be celebrating uh, Christmas, obviously, and uh, the first uh, uh, number of fans in, I want to say 8,000, receive uh, this year's Pelicans holiday ornament. Thanks to People's Health for that. And then on Saturday, Pelicans T-shirts to be handed out, courtesy of our good friend Morris Bart. Uh, don't forget, the uh, broadcast uh, on Christmas Day for the Pelicans uh, begins at 10.30 Central with Pelicans warm-up and then an 11 a.m. tip-off uh, from Miami against the Heat. Uh, and then back with you on uh, Saturday. And that Saturday tip time uh, is a little different. Saturdays at home means 6 o'clock, so 6 o'clock tip-off on Saturday. Saints and Jaguars on uh, Sunday, of course. Go Saints. We'll be looking for coverage from John DeShazer and the gang from Saints Digital. And uh, we'll hopefully have a very, very good week, uh, both on the court, on the field, and with family and friends. And with that, we say Merry Christmas to you and yours. We hope that you have a blessed holiday. And uh, we'll see you back here on Monday with another Black and Blue Report. Our thanks to Daniel Sallerson today, Matt Weiner, too, from NBA TV, and, of course, David Wesley. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you tonight at the, at the uh, ball game. otherwise on Monday, right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.